Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome to our Sunday morning Bible class. Great to be with all of those who are listening at this time. We're thankful that you're there and that you want to learn more from God's Word. And that's really what these podcasts are about. We are so thankful to have the opportunity, the ability, and the means to spread God's Word, to teach it on such a widespread basis through the medium of the Internet, wherever that may be available, all around the world, and by means of these podcasts. We are thankful that God is blessing us in this way, and we're not taking that for granted. We're not taking it lightly. We want to stay true to his commitment to us through our commitment to him, to keep teaching God's word through the medium of the internet, again, all over the world. We do encourage those who might be in the Omaha area to come and be with us in person at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. We are located, our church building, at 3606 North 108th Street, right here in Omaha, 3606 North 108th Street. And our Bible classes begin on Sunday morning at 9.30, followed by worship at 10.30. And then Sunday evening at 6 o'clock, we come back together for another session in the evening of Bible, class, of Bible study and worship. And then on Wednesday evenings, 6.30, each Wednesday evening, we come back together for midweek Bible classes. Now, you are welcome to any and all of these assemblies. We hope to meet you in person and let you get to know us and us get to know you. But we know that many people are not able to get out, even in the Omaha area, because of handicaps or schedule problems or whatever it might be, so they can't be with us in person. And we know there are people all across the country and literally around the world who can't be with us because they're in other locations. And so we're thankful that we can reach you wherever you might be, in whatever state of being you might be through the medium of the internet, by means of these podcasts, and teach you God's Word. And we're thankful that you're there and you want to listen and you want to learn. We want to encourage you to help others by sharing these studies with them through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. You can do that in various ways. But share with family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. Since faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17, you may help somebody grow in their faith, may even help them grow in their faith sufficient that they will get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So keep sharing with everybody and also encourage everyone to go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Click on the podcast button and sign up for our podcasting. It is free. It always will be free. We're not after people's wallets. We want to help as many people as we can get to heaven. And when they sign up for our podcasting, they will automatically receive to their smart device, whether that's their phone or whatever other smart device they choose, our Sunday morning Bible class, our Wednesday night Bible class, all of our sermons, and a daily Monday through Friday radio program called Search the Scriptures. And it does exactly that. Digs deep into God's Word, tries to study those scriptures in depth and in detail, but explain them in a way that is easy to understand and that makes sense for your everyday life. But you'll also receive a seven-day-a-week short Bible study, only about 13 minutes each day. But it keeps us in God's Word, helps keep us focused on our relationship with God and upon our faith. It's called Today's Bible Class. 
Now, we can almost always fit that 13 minutes or so into our busy schedule. So all of that will go to your smart device, and it will always be free, and it will be automatic. So share this with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our study now from the book of Deuteronomy. We're going to be beginning with uh, chapter 11 today, and we're working our way through these first five books of the Old Testament called the Pentateuch, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and now Deuteronomy. We've come a long way in this study over the past couple of years or so, and we're thankful that God has blessed us to be able to do this. Now, in Deuteronomy, again, the setting is that Moses has led the Israelites through that wilderness wandering for about 40 years. They are now on the eastern bank of the Jordan River, getting ready to cross that river and then begin the conquest of the land of Canaan, which is the promised land. It would become the geographic boundaries of the nation of Israel. And so while they're getting ready to cross the river and enter into those battles, and take possession of that land as God promised that, that, that he would give them to be able to do, and he would give them the victory in those battles, going all the way back to Abraham in Genesis chapter 2. Moses is rehearsing for them the history of what they've been through over the last, well, 40 years plus, especially what they've gone through in the wilderness and how God brought, uh, brought judgment upon their upon their fathers and grand, or their parents, I should say, their parents and their grandparents because of their weakness in faith. And God had raised up these now as the adult generations when, from childhood, and they have become more faithful. And God is giving them the fulfillment of his promise of giving them this promised land. Now, chapter 11, let's begin reading. Therefore, you shall love the Lord your God and keep his charge, his statutes, his judgments, and his commandments always. Well, we could stop there and we could, I guess, we could build a series of lessons around that one fairly short verse and talk about the inconsistencies of mankind, the unfaithfulness of mankind, or maybe we should say the weakness of faith, because a whole lot of people would say they believe in God. They would even, oh, they would even, you know, put their hand over their heart and say, oh, I love God so much. But you just observe their lifestyle. They don't live by God's teachings. They don't follow his commandments. They're not faithful to him in, in the way of obedience and commitment and dedication. And so Moses writes here, therefore you shall love the Lord your God and keep his charge, his statutes, his judgments, and his commandments always. Obedience to God's teachings is central to faithfulness to God. And we could say even it's central to real faith in God. Remember what Jesus said three times in John chapter 14, verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. Verse 21, he repeats it. Verse 23, he repeats it again. And then he says in verse 24, he who does not keep my words does not love me. Now, <laughs> he emphasizes that repeatedly in just a few verses of Scripture. But that particular principle goes all the way back through the Old Testament, and here we see Moses bringing it out again. You shall love the Lord your God. How? Tell me. How, how does God expect me to love him? Well, a major, a, a major central feature of your true love for God 
is your obedience to his statutes, his judgments, his commandments. Always, not just when it's convenient, but always. Know today that I do not speak with your children who have not known and who have not seen the chastening of the Lord your God, his greatness and his mighty hand and his outstretched arm, his signs and his acts which he did in the midst of Egypt, to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and to all his land. What he did to the army of Egypt, to their horses and their chariots, how he made the waters of the Red Sea overflow them as they pursued you, and how the Lord has destroyed them to this day. What he did for you in the wilderness until you came to this place, and what he did to Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, the son of Reuben, how the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up, their households, their tents, and all the substance that was in their possessions in the midst of all Israel. But your eyes have seen great act, have seen every great act of the Lord, which he did. And so Moses is saying, I'm not, I'm not speaking this to your children, primarily, first and foremost, because they weren't alive. The young ones especially, they weren't alive to see all that. Even some of the older children now, they probably were not old enough to really understand what was going on, so they didn't take it in. But he says, now, you used to be children in the wilderness, but now you've grown up and you are the adult generations now. You saw what happened. You saw what I did. You know that I am God, almighty, all-powerful, but also your loving Father from heaven or in heaven. And so he says, you've seen all of this. You, you, some of you were alive back in Egypt before I sent Moses to lead you out of that bondage. So your eyes have seen every great act of the Lord, which he did. Therefore, verse 8, therefore you shall keep every commandment which I command you, that you may be strong. See, every commandment. Therefore, you've seen what I did. You've seen what happened. You've seen how I delivered your, your people. You've seen my judgments. You've seen my blessings. You ate miraculously those 40 years in the wilderness. You drank water that I provided miraculously those 40 years in the wilderness. You've seen how I've taken care of you. Therefore, you shall keep every commandment which I command you today, that you may be strong. And your continued strength is going to be contingent upon your continued obedience, and thereby being able to expect my continued blessings upon you. And go in and possess the land which you cross over to possess. Now, God remembered that their forefathers, that is, their parents and grandparents, they didn't have the faith to go in and possess the land. Moses initially brought them up to the southern border of the promised land, sent spies into the land. Ten of the spies came back and said, uh, we can't take that land. They were, think they were simply thinking of their own ability and strength and power, and they left God's power and promise to deliver that land into their hands. They left that out of their thinking. Now, two of the spies, Joshua and Caleb, came back and said, we are well able to take that land. Let's go now. But the people listened, that is, the adult generations from 20 years old and up, they listened to the 10 spies who brought the negative report. And so God turned the whole nation away from the promised land, and that's why they wandered in the wilderness for a period of 40 years. 
I call it piddling in the wilderness because God, God caused them to stay away from the promised land for those four decades so that all of the adult generations from 20 years old and up would die off in the wilderness. And now he's speaking to their children here through Moses, and he's reminding them of all that they have seen. Verse 9, that you may prolong your days in the land which the Lord swore to give your fathers to them and their descendants, a land flowing with milk and honey. Now, what is the condition of God giving them this land and prolonging their years there, letting it be an everlasting possession for them and their descendants? Back in verse 8. Therefore you shall keep every commandment which I command you today, that you may be strong and go in and possess the land which you cross over to possess. See, God's continued blessings upon us are always conditional upon our continued faithfulness to him, and that includes, in fact, central to that continued faithfulness on our part is our continued obedience to his teachings. In verse 10, for the land which you go to possess is not like the land of Egypt from which you have come, where you sowed your seed and watered, watered it by foot as a vegetable garden. But the land which you cross over to possess is a land of hills and valleys, which drinks water from the rain of heaven, a land for which the Lord your God cares. The eyes of the Lord your God are always on it from the beginning of the year to the very end of the year. In other words, God's blessing that land that physical land, and, and leaving it or, or preparing it and keeping it prepared for the possession of the children of, of Israel, the Israelites, these people to whom Moses is talking, speaking. In verse 13, and it shall be that if you earnestly obey my commandments, which I command you today, to love your, the Lord your God and serve him with all your heart, with all your soul, then I will give you the rain for your land in its season, the early rain and the latter rain, that you may gather in your grain your new wine and your oil. And I will send grass in your fields for your livestock that you may eat and be filled. Now, don't miss that 13th verse. It shall be that if you earnestly obey my commandments. See, God's continued blessings upon Israel in those days and upon us today, upon mankind in every generation, they're always conditional upon our continued obedience, our continued faithfulness to him. Not just mouthing words about how, oh, I love you, Lord, Oh, I have such faith in you. But we have to live the life that demonstrates that love and faith. And that's a life of obedience to his teachings. It shall be that if you earnestly obey my commandments, then I will give you these blessings. I'll send grass in your fields that your live, for your livestock that you may eat and be filled. Take heed to yourselves, lest your heart be deceived and you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them, Test, uh, or lest the Lord's anger be aroused against you, and he shut up the heavens so that there be no rain, and the land yield no produce, 
and you perish quickly from the good land which the Lord is giving you, which the Lord is giving you. <clears throat> now again, God is warning them. The people in that land, they worship idols. Don't you take part in that idolatry, that worship of idols. That's false religion. Don't you take part in it. You need to stay true to me through my teachings, and you need to take heed lest your heart be deceived and you be taken in by false teaching. And then you turn aside and serve other gods. And then my anger will be aroused against you, the Lord says. And I will shut up the heavens so that there be no rain. And the land shall yield no produce. And you shall perish quickly from the good land which I am giving you. In verse 18, Therefore you shall lay up these words of mine in your heart, and in your soul, and bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall teach them to your children, speak of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up, and you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. And this is the second time that he has given these specific instructions to the parents of their children to teach them diligently day in and day out and throughout the day. Teach them God's word. Teach them God's instructions and the importance of their being obedient to God's commands. That your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give them like the days of the heavens above the earth. Now, again, the blessings, the continued blessings are conditional upon their continued faithfulness and obedience to God through his teachings. Verse 22, for if you carefully keep all these, there's that big word if again, for if you carefully keep all these commandments which I command you to do, to love the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, that means obedience, and to hold fast to him, then the Lord will drive out all these nations from before you and you will dispossess greater and mightier nations than yourselves. You continue to be faithful to me and I will drive out these nations, nations that are greater and mightier than you. I will give you the victory over them. Verse 24, every place on which the sole of your foot treads shall be yours from the wilderness and Lebanon, from the, from the river, the river Euphrates, even to the western sea shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand against you. The Lord your God will put the dread of you and the fear of you upon all the land where you tread, just as he said to you, I'm going to give you the victory. I'm going to give you the land. My power will drive your enemies out, destroy them before you. And I'll even put the dread of you in their hearts. You will be my people. But if you do not stay faithful, then again, I will remove, remove you from the land. I will dispossess you from that land that I have promised to you. Verse 27, the blessing, well, let's go back to verse 26. Behold, I set before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing, if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, 
And a lot of people, they just don't want that. They want the blessings from God without the commitment to keep his teachings in obedience on a consistent basis. They want the blessings without the commitment. And the curse, if you do not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, but turn aside from the way which I command you today to go after other gods which you have not known. So, again, the condition, the blessing, if you obey the commands of the Lord your God, the curse, if you do not obey the commands of the Lord your God, verses 27 and 28. And do you think that condition does not still apply to us as followers of God today? It certainly does. Now, verse 29 Now it shall be when the Lord your God has brought you into the land which you go to possess, that you shall put the blessing on Mount Gerizim and the curse on Mount Ebal. Are they not on the other side of the Jordan, toward the setting sun, in the land of the Canaanites, who dwell at the plain opposite Gilgal, beside the terebinth trees of Moreh? For you will cross over the Jordan and go in to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you, and you will possess it and dwell in it, and you shall be careful. You shall be careful to observe all the statutes and judgments which I set before you today. This is a chapter that emphasizes God's conditional continual blessings upon Israel to their continual faithfulness and obedience to his teachings, to his commandments, to his instructions on an ongoing basis. God will continue to bless them as they continue to be faithful and obedient to him. When we want God's blessings without making the commitment to be obedient to his teachings today. We'll be in the same boat as the Israelites found themselves on in years after this chapter was written. They became disobedient. They did not keep God's commandments consistently. And God took their land away from them. We need to learn the lesson. Remember what the Apostle Paul said. The Old Testament scriptures were written for our learning. We need to pay attention to those lessons. We need to pay attention to those lessons. And this is a lesson central to our relationship with God. We cannot be true to God without being obedient to his teachings. We cannot expect God's continued blessings and ultimately eternal life with him in heaven if we are not living by his teachings consistently. We need to take it to heart, and we need to make the proper application to our own personal lives. Let's pray. Father, thank you for giving us your word that so clearly and repeatedly instructs what you expect of us 
and help us to understand and accept that you expect our continued dedication, commitment, obedience to you through your teachings, and that you promise to continue to bless us if we will continue to live faithfully, obediently before you. Help people all over the world see this truth. Help us to recognize and live by this truth and help us to be shining lights of your truth, your will for all mankind before all those around us and around the world, Father. Please bless these lessons. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.